it's funny. I was telling I, Julie. I was I was telling Julie. I was like, "Hey, uh, we have a screening for uh, yesterday, tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, you know what? People can hate on our jokes right now all they want, but guess what? Yeah. Get used to it because you're gonna be hearing these jokes for the next three weeks. Welcome to episode 103. This episode 2 see we talk about Holland gets blamed again, too many toys, and you're a wizard, Anton. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. I don't know what accent that was. I was trying to go for British, but I don't know if I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a little bit there. <laughs> Actually, I think he's Scottish, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he is. <laughs> uh, anyways, how's your week, man? Uh, it's been a pretty crazy week. I mean, we had lots of uh, busy stuff. I mean, you were pretty much uh, occupied most of the time. Yeah. But uh, I mean, since we last recorded, we had Father's Day. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. one reason we delayed last time is because mm-hmm. of Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We just had a barbecue at my place. Um, mm-hmm. My brother and my dad were all here barbecuing. Made some, made some nice meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, for me, I, I sent my dad a present. I sent him a GoPro. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. What, yeah, has I mean, been, I, what extreme stuff has he been doing? I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he, last time I got him the Osmo Pocket, which is the one that has the gyro on it, where mm-hmm. he can just move however. But he said that was a little complicated for him. So I was like, okay, uh, then what do you want? He's like... A GoPro would be better. Oh, so God. I got him a GoPro. So he has both now. So He just wants yeah. a recognizable name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Osmo actually came out with an action camera. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a lot better than than the GoPro. Right. But, but the GoPro is mean, more identifiable brand, though. So he put yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. All Anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so besides that, I also finally signed up for the gym again. So I'm a, I'm a gym member again. Mm-hmm. Especially since I went up a couple pounds, so I'm gonna try to shed those. Yeah. So yeah. did you get the 24 package from uh, Costco or something? Or yeah, I shopped around for like other mm-hmm. gyms, and that's still the better deal. Because mm-hmm. um, other like uh, Planet, not Planet Fitness. Yeah, Planet Fitness. Like by the time you get up to a, a flexible plan, you're pretty much paying the same thing as as uh what you, what you would at Costco for 24 Fitness. Plant Fitness doesn't do the twenty dollar deal anymore. It's only for it's only if you go to that one gym, uh huh. And then it, customer service is a hassle. Uh, my friend Julia did it, and it was you had to call the customer service line to cancel. You couldn't go through any other Planet Fitness. It, it's a very disorganized system, and I think it's because oh, really? they're, they're really focused oh, on each franchise. Yeah, you're right because um, I I. Okay, I went through this before too. When I went to Planet Fitness for the first time, uh, I went to a private location. Mm-hmm. So the thing that sucks is if you go to that specific one and you pay the the highest tier, which is twenty dollars, you do get all the benefits except you can only go to that one gym. Yep. However, if you go to uh, one of the main ones, you can sign up twenty dollars there, and they let you use every single gym. It's just that when you sign up at that specific location, they lock you into that specific area only because it's a private uh, ownership of Planet Fitness. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, but it's kind of stupid. Yeah, I've been going to the Huntington Beach one, and Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a little bit of a high school reunion. I don't. I'm kind of like going at weird hours and then trying to avoid people. Yeah, Uh, I saw one person we I don't think we've seen since junior high. Her last Mm -hmm. name is King. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try to explore more around my work. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. With with the Irvine people. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. All right. And what else have you been doing? Uh, yeah, finally today I got a chance to finally ride the Hagrid Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure ride. And, uh, dude, th- okay, so it was a 10-hour wait when it first opened, mm-hmm. and it went down to six, and then it went down to four, and, uh, luckily today it was only an hour, actually, no, almost two-hour wait for me. So it wasn't that long. It was long, but it wasn't that long. So, dude, this is a pretty amazing ride. This is... Okay, you've been on Gringotts last time with yeah. me, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine Gringotts mixed with Hollywood Tower of Terror, or as you would know, uh, Mission Breakout, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, with Mummy. And mm. remember that Everest ride that we went on? Which one's that one? The one at uh, Animal Kingdom. But which one was it though? It was the. It's it's the Yeti ride. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's Hollywood Tower Terror, Yeti ride, and Gringotts all combined together. Mm. It's a very uh, yeah. immersive experience there. And yeah. Okay. Terrified. So I'll tell you why. Okay. So it's like uh, the Yeti ride because it goes backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, the Green Gots because it's very smooth. Uh, it's like Hollywood Tower Terror because it, ha- it has a drop, like like a vertical drop. Yeah. Like you go there and then you just drop. So is this is this an actual traditional roller coaster or is it more like the like the Transformers when you're on a crane and you're getting kind of swung it's- around? It's an actual roller coaster. Okay. Mm. So I, I, I think it's more of a, um, some people call it a storytelling coaster. Yeah. Which yeah. Universal's, Universal's really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney does it too, but they do it more. Uh, it, it's, the story is not as uh, as pronounced. Immersive. Yeah. Yeah. Like you kind of, like there's a background, there's a, there's a reason behind the ride, but it's up to like yeah. true Disney fans to kind of dig out the, the true story behind it. Yeah, so I'd say this is probably one of the best rides that they've made so far. And at this rate, I think anything that comes out in the future is very... I mean, they set the bar for pretty much all the rides that they have at Universal. Mm -hmm. So if anything does come out in the future, I think it's probably just going to keep topping itself. But I mean, with that being said, I I, I really don't know how they can top this one. Hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, Tom. So... Actually, now you talked about Hagrid's Magical Creatures Ride. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also got the release of Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Have you been playing it, or oh, did yeah. you just try the, the initial day? Uh, I, I I did play quite a bit. I, I would tell you a couple of things I did that is a little shady. but uh, A I'll big surprise. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you about that at a later time. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy this game pretty much. I think it is more detailed and mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on than 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 what you see. Uh I think there's a learning curve to different right. things that you're supposed to do in this game. Very much um, so. 
but uh, I mean, pretty pretty much I enjoy it so far. I'm at level eight. I don't know what level you are at right now. I think I'm at level six. I, I played six. it the first two days, but then the other days mm-hmm. I've been busy driving to actually play. Yeah. Um. It's you're right. It, there's a, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. I have friends that were not really Pokemon fans, but they are Harry Potter fans. Start playing it, and they're interested, but they don't haven't really encountered anything that would hook them on the game. Yeah, um, which I get. And but as a Pokemon Go fan, I kind of like okay, I'm waiting for more stuff to be released. I think there's just initial take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It's it's really detailed. There's so many freaking menus. I get lost in it. I think that's one thing they do need to improve on is the menu system. Uh, yeah. there's times where I'll click on two different buttons, but they'll take me to the exact same place. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the the mechanics of um of leveling up is pretty much self explanatory. Yeah. It's just the uh, the skill tree and all that extra stuff. Uh, that's very different. Yeah. Compared to that's a, Go. yep. Um, mm-hmm. what's your what's your strategy on that? Are you actually going to branches? Or uh, I mean, tra- at, at my place where I live right here. I have two areas that I can just uh, keep getting stuff all the time. Uh, one's a rest, uh, an, a, not restaurant. It's an inn, mm-hmm. and oh, I also yeah, yeah. have a uh, fortress. Yeah, fortress. Yeah, uh, that's another thing too. Is it's not just the pokey stop where you kind of just stop and spin. You can choose a plant and harvest herbs, and you can also plant items in those, and it becomes kind of a little farmhouse. Kind of weird. Yeah. So uh, I guess. In Pokemon Go, you have like those incubators for the eggs. Mm-hmm. In this case, uh, it's a port key making potions. No, you also have a port key. Potions are oh yeah ti- yeah yeah port key. Po- potions yeah. potions are time sensitive, so it doesn't really matter uh, what you do. It, it just it, you're just initiating kind of like a build a build game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you always have por- to keep on making potions because right. you need them. Right, but the port key is uh, a thing. It takes st- steps for you to crack. Because it jiggles the key, and that's what kind of makes you unlock it. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, I was stretching that. Did you ever unlock any of the port keys yet? I I probably have. I just haven't loaded the game since like Friday. <laughs> okay, so the cool thing about the port keys is sometimes it opens a, a different world, so it uses your room and also the 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 phone as a AR room. Like you're you're playing virtual reality, mm-hmm. but it's inside of your phone. Oh, okay. And then uh, you basically move your phone around like uh, like you're looking through a looking gla- uh, glass and you're basically trying to find uh, little hidden things in the room. Oh, okay. So it's like a little like mini room room game. Yeah, it's a portal. It opens yeah. up like a, a, a little portal that you walk into. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I probably already did unlock one. I just haven't used it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that was kind of unexpected. All right. So mm-hmm. what else is going on this week? Or did, uh, did we talk about this week? Yeah, so Star Wars Celebration 2020 tickets went on sale, and surprisingly, I totally forgot all about it. And I, I was expecting, um, you know, quite a bit of ticket sales, mm-hmm. uh, where you know we're able to get it. Um, I was going to talk to you about it, but I totally forgot. And then when I did find out about it, they ran out of the four days. Mm-hmm. So they only had the single days. Yeah, I was in a meeting. Um, mm-hmm. And when I came out, I got to like, I got like four or five texts from, you know, Alan, uh, 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 Star Wars Celebration. Alan, Link, F- four days? What are we doing? And then the last <laughs> text I get, I bought the four days. They're sold out. 
Or I bought I bought the uh, Thursday through Saturday before yeah. I'm like, all right, I guess I know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it sold out quick. But I, yeah. I, I'm guessing it's because it's Anaheim, so a lot of people can go to that. Yeah, that one. It's mm-hmm. pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is, I mean, San Diego Comic Con is around the corner, and this is one yes. thing I I almost forgot about. Uh, are you gonna try to do any costumes this year? I know last time we went, you didn't do anything. You were like, oh, I'm, I'm just a guy with the camera. Don't mind me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you want to dress up? Do you want to do something? Or I might try to make a costume that will double mm-hmm. up for my Halloween costume because uh, my girlfriend's family wants to do an Avengers theme. So I might try to make a Captain America costume. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you get your pass yet? Uh yes, oh dude, that box looks so nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, uh, they did the same thing last year or two, I think, and uh, yeah, it, it's still Walking Dead themed. Last year was the Walking Dead theme also, because AMC is one of the few networks that are still fully behind Comic Con. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. branched out. Fox and Disney are kind of like slowly getting away from it because Disney wants to do their own thing. Fox isn't really having a, a, a really theatrical stuff anymore um mm-hmm. they're slowly losing their, their their heavy hitters so yeah it's just amc right now mm-hmm. so i heard that uh marvel is actually coming in allegedly mm-hmm. yeah they we'll have see. posters everywhere um on the streets with the comic-con logo and everything if, if anything i can actually just see marvel showing up at downtown like mm. not having to do anything like they can just show up and do a like a, a bar thing or just something to have fun with the avenger stuff mm-hmm. but we'll see though all right, Anton. Uh, ready to get into the show? Yep, let's get into the show. All right. News? Yep, starting out with news here. Um, first announcement here is A Quiet Place 2, which I haven't seen the first one. I really want to. Uh, has started production, and they're expected to release in March of 2020. Dude, I'm so excited. Are you um, excited? Krasinski coming back? Direct, uh, I think. I, I would think so. Um, mm-hmm. I know they tried to send him on to it before. Uh, try to confirm right now. But do you think it's going to be a prequel or do you think it's going to be a sequel? Because since I didn't see the first one, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on that. I think they might do a prequel because we need to know what happened before their family got to where they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, they just have Emily Blunt confirmed as the family. Mm-hmm. And part of the family. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see what here because I I really I've heard so many theories behind the first one. Yeah, because uh, there, there's a cliffhanger at the end. I mean, you don't really know what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised that they would do a, a prequel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I think either way works because I we're more interested in what's really out there. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery. It's what's very, hunting it's, them? It's a very JJ uh esque movie there. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, John Krasinski is coming back to direct and he's also part of the writers. Yeah. So we should should keep some of the continu- continuity there. Mm-hmm. Uh other thing is Hunger Games. Uh prequel has been announced is according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh Susan Collins is writing a prequel to the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. It's a to- supposed to take place before the first Hunger Game. So um, it's a probably a brand new cast. Right, yeah. Um, takes for how many years he said, um, but yeah, they're they're pretty much getting away from all the characters that exist right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're finally going to get a. I, I think we're going to get a uh, to see the actual war that happened that resulted in District Thirteen uh, to you know become how the way it was. Uh, but yeah, expected to be released. In, the book is expected to be released in 2020. Lionsgate is already calling dibs, saying we had the the other four movie, the other five movies. This is ours too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> have you seen the show Good Omens yet? I have not, but I've I have heard good things and bad things about it. Very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a news uh thing that came out the day after Good Omens premiered. Uh, 20,000 Christians signed a petition to have Netflix cancel this show. In which case, Netflix uh, uh, replied back to Amazon, uh, we'll cancel uh, 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 Good Omens if you cancel uh, The Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they, they also said, uh, okay, we promise to cancel Good Omens. Omens? <laughs> omens. Uh, yeah, so for people that aren't getting the joke there, it's because Good Omens is an Amazon original, not a Netflix original, so yeah. they targeted the wrong company. Mm-hmm. It's, like they, it's like suing McDonald's. We want, you to, we want you to take the Whopper off your menu, McDonald's. Okay, we will. No Whoppers <laughs> on any McDonald's menus. I, I like how Netflix is uh, so sarcastically um, just playing along and just saying, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because uh, well, because what this shows is that the, the that group that sent the petition didn't mm-hmm. watch the show. That, I mean, it, it's one thing to know the whole story or nothing to know the intricate details of the show, but if you at least saw five minutes of the show, you know what network it's on, what company it's yep. on at least. Mm-hmm. So, so that just means that uh, the people who are signing the petition haven't even seen the show. No, or they, the person who made the petition I, don't even know. No, they heard the, about the show. They heard the premise. They weren't happy with it, and they immediately just, they didn't even, they didn't even try to look it up look up what it was. They're like, nope, they don't like this. Uh, they, but, they probably think all services are the same. It's all Netflix. <laughs> Everything belongs to Netflix. Yeah. Um, kind of like all all tissue boxes are Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's free uh free advertisement for Netflix. Oh, bo- so. both of the Amazon and Netflix are both enjoying this. They're they're both <laughs> having fun going back on social media mm-hmm. with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh and okay, so moving on to the next story here. Tom Holland is again doing spoilers. So mm-hmm. I saw this article and I was like, oh crap, what did he do this time? Because he is notorious for doing this. Yeah. But I think this time it's a bit exaggerated. So Tom Holland appeared on the British, the BBC show, the Graham Norton show. Mm-hmm. You've seen a couple episodes, right? You kind of know yes. like he's kind of very quirky, yes. very sassy. Yeah. Um, so Tom Holland appeared to promote Spider-Man Far From Home. It comes out in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. So one of the key things to that story is, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Endgame, is that Iron Man dies. Tom Holland revealed this on the show and people were like tearing him up on social media saying he ruined Endgame for people. No, that's not... How you spoil things? There was a two-week period. They already said that online. Not just that, but it's been Even out for Kevin, two. Oh, oh, was yeah. it? Okay. Uh, April, May, June. We're going into July. Almost three months, dude. Yeah. Two and a half and Kevin Feige also said, "Yeah, we're two weeks out, and everybody can just spoil the whatever they want to spoil." But like you had, I think I think Endgame is coming out of some theaters already. Like like some of the smaller ones are taking them out. They don't have enough screens. Mm-hmm. 
So like, I'm sorry. Uh, they're they're actually bringing it back, but this time they're adding some deleted scenes at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you get the whole entire movie, just how it was. Yeah. But then for the uh, last bits, they add behind the scenes and also some surprises. They haven't said what the surprises were, but I'm guessing what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to come back into the movie yep. theater to watch it to make it surpass Avatar. that. Uh, yeah, surpass Avatar. Yeah, they really want that money. Um, but yeah, and I'm glad you, you you pointed that out. It's at the end of the credits. Originally, when I saw this, it was Avengers Endgame coming back in theaters with new scenes. Mm-hmm. And they're making it seem like it was an extended like director's cut extended or something cut, like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope. That They're just literally slapping some extra scenes at the end, helping people come mm-hmm. back. Um, but you know, like, the, like, I'm sorry, but in this case, Tom Holland is like, dude, he's promoting a movie. This is why they waited this long to promote Spider-Man Far From Home. So they wouldn't kind of get, get this backlash. How yeah. can you promote a movie? who haven't seen the new trailers don't even understand. They had that trailer where Tom Holland starts out saying, hey, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer. Which came out last month. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the trailer that came out at the beginning of uh, June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's getting crazy. I'm like, in this case, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Tom Holland is not wrong here. He, mm-hmm. he, he promoted and I'm sure they gave him exact points on what he can talk about what we can't talk about he's fine mm-hmm. here like people, I think people are just kind of jumping mm-hmm. on him because he's notorious for uh, doing these spoilers. spoilers yeah yeah and even even him saying himself he said that you know he can't believe he kept all the secrets like he was surprised that I mean he, he said he knew about uh, Tony Stark's death he yeah. knows uh, about the Captain America holding the hammer mm-hmm. um and he kept that all to himself. And he said that he was really surprised that none of those got out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, have you heard that? And I've been seeing this in different places, but I haven't actually confirmed it. Um, that apparently Robert Downey ad-libbed that last uh, line before he, sap, before he snapped the, uh, the, the stones. Oh, uh, I'm Iron Man? Uh-huh. The I am Iron Man? I think so. I think so. Oh, like that might, if he did, I'm like, that's a good callback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that did that scene a couple of times. So I think he probably had some other lines and he's like, I think it's probably better if I say it like this. Cause I, there are times where a lot of people who worked on the film have said that he changes things on it. Not because he thinks it's better. He thinks it's actually good for the whole entire, uh, storytelling. Yeah. Just gonna get some variety there and let the director mm-hmm. pick and choose what they feel um fits better. Yeah. Um <laughs> that'd be funny if he goes da 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 Um Yeah, no, I I I can see Robert Downey playing around with that and he enjoys it, especially like what, over ten years with playing Iron Man. I think he's yeah. comfortable in that in that character. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. So what's speaking of comfortable characters, what's going on with Keanu? Okay, so uh, relating to the MCU, uh, Kevin Feige confirms that he did talk to Keanu about uh, having him join the MCU. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but there have been some talks about some type of character. Um, But uh, still, we don't really know the exact details. So at this point, we can only have rumors out there and also you know predict on what characters he might play so 
what do you think? Do you think Keanu is going to be playing a villain? Or do you think he's going to be one of the superheroes? What do you think? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of what... I think because of the the hatred and like the impact that Thanos had in the MCU, mm-hmm. playing a villain can be kind of cool. And yeah. like, even like Jake Gyllenhaal, like he's taking on that role. Jake Gyllenhaal's usually the the lead character. He's usually like the 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 the, prota- um, the protagonist. Uh, but now, well, okay, allegedly he's still protagonist. I yeah. still call BS. I still think he's the villain because we have not seen any other villains in that trailer. Yeah, and Mysterio is always um, he's the he's the best special effects uh, in the business. So yeah, he's a special effects mastermind. There we go. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was going for. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see being a villain being more popular now, especially with him having fun with so many different roles now. I can yeah. see him trying to just trying to dive into something new. And Mysterio is part of the Sinister Six, right? Mm. I think he is. Either Sinister, uh, Sinister Six or there's another one. Um, something okay, seven. So yeah, because uh, Sinister Six is. Um, and I know it rotates. There's there's been different versions of Sinister Six. It's not just like yeah. one set cast. It's kind of like Avengers. So, so there's the Hobgoblin. There's uh the shocking guy. I forgot his name. Shocker. Uh, there's Sand. <laughs> yeah, Shocker. There's Sandman. Uh, there's um, Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then these two other Vulture. weird dudes, Vulture, yes, mm-hmm. uh, Rhino, yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, okay. So he has he's been he's been in talks with joining the MCU, but nothing really confirmed, right? Yeah. Okay. Nothing's really confirmed, but I mean, uh, for superheroes, I think the one that I would like him to play would probably be Silver Surfer. Ooh. See, I was because he's such a like Californian dude, you know. He he would say like surfer talk, but I mean, not not saying that Silver Surfer is all surf talk, yeah. Um, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, yeah, that, that's always something for me to think about. Is you know he's more that surfer type of dude. No, Silver Surfer is definitely more uh, proper. He's not surfer dude. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he he takes his job very seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't make any sense that I said that, but yeah. I was thought of Keanu as more of like a surfer guy. Not because of Point Break, but yes, because of Point Break. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're stuck in that mindset. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what other characters we might be seeing um, that he might still fit into, uh, but without seeing the new Avengers. And I, the MCU has been really... Uh, I, I think this is the most hidden movies they've had in a, in a phase. Yeah, I think Kang the Conqueror would be a very interesting for him, though, if he did play, you know, a, a, a villain. I mean, yeah, but he's not that, I don't know, unless I made a different version of Kang the Conqueror, the, the version of Kang the Conqueror I know is uh, more muscular, more like buff dude, like kind of a, a John Cena type. Yeah, but, um, I, okay, so another character that I thought about is, uh, just because I've seen the movie uh, Johnny Mnemonic, where he has mm. that, you know, crazy headgear and stuff like that. Um, Galactus? Mm. As a voice, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also think it also depends if uh, X-Men are... Ooh, Gambit. Oh, man. that Dude. <laughs> Holy crap. 
I don't know because Channing Tatum was signed on to it. I don't even know if the contract is still valid anymore. But dude, that I don't know. That would be if you can do a awesome. if you can do a southern like a uh, Louisiana accent. I think uh-huh. he might be Gambit. Yeah, because I I I could totally see that. That's really cool. Yeah, he yeah. might be too too old to play a uh, Cyclops. So I don't think it may be they get mm-hmm. to that. But yeah, yeah, mention that. Wow, that that is something <laughs> that I can totally picture now. Wow, uh, good one, Alan. <laughs> we'll see. Um, oh mm-hmm. crap, who was? It? Oh, did you also hear that Jason Momoa said he'd be totally down to play Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's with all these tall actors trying to play a guy that's supposed to be like five foot two? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, some people actually made pictures of um, Keanu Reeves as uh, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I think it's very interesting. As he has that beard, you know. I mean, if he grows it out a little bit more, he'll he'll look like um, Wolverine. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Anyways, let's move on, dude. Well, I'm trying to go through here the the potential movies. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also Adam Warlock. We have not. They, they might introduce him into it, um, and that's supposed to be the. Remember they they teased it at the end of Guardians at the Galaxy Volume Two. I'll call mm-hmm. him Adam. <laughs> he might fit him. Google Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, this is the picture. Did you send me the picture? Mm-hmm. Where'd it go? And then this is the one where they did Adam Warlock picture. So I sent you the first picture. That's a picture of Keanu Reeves as Wolverine with a cigar. And bullet holes. <laughs> Second picture is uh, a picture of Keanu from the Cyberpunk game, but then yeah. they put a uh, Adam Warlock suit over him. See, I think the Adam Warlock one fits better than the Wolverine yeah. one. But yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, so enough Keanu talk. Let's get ready to. Uh, we're gonna go into streaming. Yeah, enough of Keanu for two weeks. Let's get into streaming. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we we hit your Keanu. Your Keanu. Uh, <laughs> Uh, quota there oh oh there's more keanu coming up God. but yeah let's continue keanu <laughs> up in your up in your business uh streaming uh let's see here so we talked about good omens and news i did mm-hmm. check it out did you no i haven't seen an episode yet all right so good omens a tale of a, a but budgling or I'm gonna I'll just I'm not gonna try to read that because we're trying to get all free. So pretty much, it's an angel and demon. It's too British for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, pretty much, an angel and demon met at the beginning of the creation. So they were there when uh, in the Garden of Eden, and the demon is actually the one that that, that tempted Eve with the forbidden fruit. And so it's kind of like the 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 bad lady and um, what is it, Snow White? Giving the apple, I, I guess yeah. Apple. For the, for the non Christians, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like over, and they both stayed on Earth. Um, the demon stayed on Earth to keep tempting humankind, and the angel stayed on Earth to protect humans. But mm-hmm. you know, being together for the, like all of eternity, they kind of kept bumping into each other throughout history, uh, mm-hmm. till now that you know it's the end of times, and they both become developed a friendship. And now they're trying to work together to prevent Armageddon. Uh, so this is based on a book by Neil Gaiman. You might know. Mm-hmm. You might know a few of his works. Okay, such as. Uh, I'm gonna try to go to the rant on. <laughs> <Okay. All right. laughs> I don't pull up his works, Same and I know here. he's. I know he's done a lot. 
Uh, and I know Josias is yelling a, book, a bunch of them at me. Um, I know his books. Uh, what was it called? Uh, God, American Gods. I know that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, so this stars David Tennant um, playing Crowley, the demon, and mm-hmm. Michael Sheen playing uh, Aziraphale. Make sure I pronounce that right. You know, it's funny. I I always they they always have similarities in, in they they look alike. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um oh right. there was a time where um there's like someone else like, Oh hey, uh what's that one really good uh British actor that that, that that's from uh Doctor Who? And I was like, Oh, uh that's uh David Tennant and then they look at the picture, they're like No, no. not him. <laughs> not him. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, actually he did Coraline, right? Yeah, but you can't really see him in Coraline. No, no, no. no. I'm saying uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman. I'm still stuck on that one. I was trying to think off the top of my head here. Oh, okay. Uh, and I know it's probably, that's probably the least geeky one I could have left it there, but that's that's the Disney side of me coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, where my notes go? So this was a six-episode six series. Um, it's funny because they keep dropping Doctor Who Easter eggs in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one where the... David Tennant's Kenner Crowley. He's driving his old uh, Buick, and oh no, his, his old uh, um, whatever it was, but his old car, whatever, like his classic car. And the license plate is TARDIS spelled backwards. <laughs> it's like Sid Rat or something. Like that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's a, yeah, there's a bunch of Easter eggs where you can tell that they're owning up to it. The series mm-hmm. kind of gives me a, a a series of unfortunate events meets Doctor Who. Mm. Like the mm-hmm. the the special effects, the 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 camera work, the costume design, all screams of like a series of unfortunate events. But the humor mm-hmm. is very Doctor Who ish, in the sense that it's serious, but at the same time they make fun of themselves all the time. So does David Tennant play the same character? Not that far <laughs> off. Kind of like Not Doctor, fu- okay. pretty much like Doctor Who on a bad day. Like that's him throughout the whole mm-hmm. the whole series. Uh, yeah, it's because I know I know that you know in Jessica Jones it's totally different character. Oh, he plays no good no. Um, on, and and, it's, and the reason I think it works is because David Tennant, he has a certain charisma. Like no matter how big of a dick he is, he still kind of pulls off the whole like yeah, but I'm fine. I'm I'm cool. I'm your friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think this one it, it's because the demon he has some good in him, and mm-hmm. Michael Michael Sheen playing the angel. Who is trying to unleash his inner jerk? So <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a fun balance. It took me like an episode or two to get into it, but once I got into it, I was really into it, dude, I, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice how they interpret different stuff in the Bible, like the the four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, like what it's supposed to be. Uh, what's it called? Uh, pestilence, war, famine, and death. But pestilence mm-hmm. got replaced by pollution. <laughs> this is, this pes- pestilence retired, so one of the other uh, it got replaced by pollution. Uh, pollution got That's so po- crazy. Pollution got the the role as the fourth horseman by inventing plastic. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, it, it's a. F- it sounds like a really funny show. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, dude. I, I think you'll like it too, just mm-hmm. because of all the Doctor Who Easter eggs and the the type of humor they have. And it's yeah. only six episodes. You could probably binge it in a weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, sounds like a really good show. I'll probably have to check it out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was another thing that I checked out that's not in our show notes. Is uh, on Netflix. It's a comedy special by a guy named Joe Coy. Oh, dude, I saw it. Yeah, it's so funny, dude. It's hilarious. I, I sent my girlfriend a clip because uh, she's been handling uh, uh, calls from uh, Hawaii, like getting a customer call from Hawaii. <laughs> and so she uh-huh. has to provide addresses sometimes. And like, she's like, yeah. I hate pronouncing Hawaiian street names. And like, I sent her that, that, that part of the show <laughs> where she's saying, like, how many A's can you cram into one street name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's true because when i went there they had a long ass name like there are some times where i look at these street names i'm like i'm not gonna even pronounce or learn how to pronounce it yeah, it's just yeah. like oh and I, Give me the first I, I remember going <laughs> yeah i remember going one time with my uncle and we had gps and every every single street took about like four seconds to read as a like like the gps was reading the whole entire name and it takes four seconds to read the whole entire thing pass yeah um yeah no i enjoyed it is there any particular yeah. joke in that one that you enjoyed uh well he he pretty much um dude the the part where he was talking about his son mm-hmm. was so messed up wait wait the dna testing yeah no no not the dna oh, okay. part uh, the part where he was talking about his boy's um, boyhood. Yeah, that's what that, that that's kind of a DNA testing thing. Um, no, I I like it because Joe has a really good way of uh, pretty much saying like, look, race isn't bad, but mm-hmm. it can be funny too. Like we can't always be taking it seriously. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> thing like the, like the whole like like oh people are saying like stereotypes are bad, blah blah blah. Uh, this black guy's gonna get mad at me for making this joke. But there's also a stereotype about big uh, black guys having big dicks. And guess what? You guys aren't getting mad about that one. If you guys want the good stereotypes, <laughs> yeah. you're going to take the bad stereotypes too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's making fun of a black guy named... Because his name is Malcolm. So of course his name is Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we're talking about comedians, uh, was there something else that you checked out that was uh, by another comedian? Yeah. So... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what are the odds? I was I was on Google Maps trying to like find a street name in Hawaii, and I just zoomed <laughs> in in Hawaii, and I zoomed in on Kona Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good coincidence. Wow, um, yeah, that's one of our favorite uh, beer companies. Oh, it's so good that the beer that keeps me awake while drinking usually beer makes me sleepy. Yeah. Uh, so the other show I checked out it was on Netflix uh, called Mystery Iglesias. I don't even know this is coming out. Um, mm-hmm. It is a uh, original series starring Gabriel Iglesias, and it, and it 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 kind of uses his comedy. Uh, he uses a lot of his voices in it, and he plays a high school history teacher trying to teach at risk youths. It, it's um, I think the way I described it in my notes here is it's stand and deliver meets a Nickelodeon show. Because mm-hmm. it's funny because there's a there's a part where one girl is at risk of failing. Because she has three jobs. Like, her, mm-hmm. her, she's very smart. She turns in all her assignments, but her tenant sucks because she has three jobs. At no point did they make it, like, a big, heavy topic. It was acknowledged. Mm-hmm. But they just made jokes about it. The whole thing, like, at, at the end of the episode, pretty much she's like, all right, all right, Mr. Iglesias, have a good day. I'll see you later through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, 
yeah it's and again it's only 10 episodes um the it just kind of goes from the beginning of summer school to the end of winter break i'm mm-hmm. hoping there's 10 more episodes to complete the school year and that they renew the season because yeah. it's funny but it sounds like it's it's a really popular show because uh people are raving about it they say it's actually a very decent uh comedy sitcom and that's the thing it, it, it the actors and the stories are not mm-hmm. great um mm-hmm. if anything there's the guy that plays oscar from the office um he's in and he puts in like the dick vice principal or like counselor <laughs> i heard it was uh-huh. um but he's so over the top dramatic like very nickelodeon acting it kind of bugs me but mm-hmm. he kind of counters gabriel Iglesias' comedy and it, it works without gabriel i think the show would be just kind of like a fail but mm-hmm. because of him and it's and his humor and his voices um his sincerity comes through a lot and, and i think it works uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah I, trust me at one point in the first episode i was like ah it's a kid show and <laughs> i started laughing because i'm like oh i remember that joke oh i know that one blah blah, blah you know mm-hmm. that's cool though I, I like it dude i i think uh you and your girlfriend will at least like the few episodes if you, mm-hmm. if you have family over just watch a few episodes yeah. you guys will be laughing if you like if you like gabriel glasses you'll like it yeah we, we like fluffy yeah um <laughs> also i i think he's doing product placement uh because he wears a lot of like those uh like the cabby cab cab driver hats yeah and i swear on the back of the hats you see his like the fluffy logo like the fat guy with holding the mic uh-huh i swear he's doing that <laughs> and in one of the episodes he's uh he's drinking his coffee because he's like oh like uh uh like oh mr iglesias you're not scared about like selling out hey man i'm not sc- i'm not above movie merch he holds up a coffee mug and it's like netflix on the on the mug he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah um Oh, oh yeah, I was, uh, that's something I want to talk about later. Um, product placement. It'll, it'll be later in the episode. Um, what was it? there was something else I saw? Our sticks, all, our stickers, also available on our on our website. I know <laughs> our stickers right here, <laughs> right here. Oh, sure. I stuck it right here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's literally what you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, dude. Let's move on. All right, let's move on to movies. We also had a big movie week. All right, uh, so this is going to be the, the weekend estimate since we're recording this on Sunday the 23rd. Uh, these are just going to be estimates for the weekend. But we have Toy Story coming in at $118 million, uh, Child's Play at 14 point, well, actually just $14 million. Uh, Number three, Aladdin making $12.2 million for the for the weekend, followed by Men in Black International in fourth place by $10.7 million. And in fifth place, The Secret Life of Pets 2, 10.2 million um hmm. yeah dude I, I i totally forgot child's play came out this weekend yeah well i kind of knew that because all of the posters yeah yeah was chucky killing but, all of those toys but you know what that was smart of them though because that's the only reason i remembered it came out is when we were watching toy story mm-hmm. and like buzz or woody like was uh like in attacked i just thought wait woody being attacked oh Buzz. I was like, oh, Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it did make decent money. So like, obviously, there's people that want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's... I, I want to go watch it. Uh, Julie wants to go watch it too. So yeah, I'm still traumatized as a child. Anyways, so mm-hmm. there was another happy movie that came out yesterday. No, it didn't come out yet. Uh, it comes out next week. 
on the 27th. Well, I, I couldn't say it, it hasn't come out yet. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a chance to see a screening of yesterday, a couple days ago. <laughs> it's funny. I was telling I, Julie. I was I was telling Julie. I was like, "Hey, uh, we have a screening for uh, yesterday, tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, you know what? People can hate on our jokes right now all they want, but guess what? Yeah. Get used to it because you're gonna be hearing these jokes for the next three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me talk about the movie. Um, so the premise is this guy who is a musician. Mm-hmm. He's not really getting anywhere with his uh, his career, so. One day, he got into a car accident. He was on his bike. Bus hits him. And right at that second when he got hit, everybody in the whole entire world forgets about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So it's like they've never even existed. So it turns out he is the only one that remembers the Beatles. So he kind of took it to his own advantage by writing down the uh, the, the lyrics of, every single Beatles song and then he starts playing it like he wrote the song or the music and then he becomes this like worldwide phenomenon on the script on the paper it looks it it sounds really good it sounds like it's a pretty good idea this movie is directed by Danny Boyle who did uh, 127 hours Uh, that one (laughs) yeah where he, yeah, he yeah, 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 uh, and then Slumdog Millionaire. So, uh, you know, this is a pretty big director. Mm-hmm. I think this movie was okay. Uh, I, I didn't think it was very good. I think it's just good. Mm-hmm. Um, story amazingly interesting. Um, love the music, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a Fun romantic movie. Um, it seems like a good premise, like a good like date movie at the very least. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a very good date movie. If if you want to feel good at the end of the night watching something really good, I think this is it. Um, what's that girl's name? I forgot that girl's name. Uh, Anna Kendrick. I don't know why I just said that. No, she was just on my mind right now. <laughs> okay, uh, it is <laughs> L- Lily James. She was Cinderella in the Disney Cinderella movie, the oh. live action version. Oh, okay. okay. Um, she's really good. She's amazingly good in this one. Yeah. Does she have yeah. that? Does she have that 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 uh that sarcastic tone without sounding condescending? Oh, like uh, in Baby Driver, kind of. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, she's very sincere in this one. Oh, okay. Like she really shows her acting capability in this one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because uh, Danny Boyle is a really good director for uh, bringing emotion to the movies. Because you really see it in Slumdog Millionaire. Um, and it really shows in this one, too. So the story and everything's good. Um, not great. But the acting is superb. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think I would give this movie a 3.225. Um Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that that came to mind when you said the premise Mm -hmm. is that, geez, man, I'm like, I have so much to lisp right now because my Invisalign. Um, So one of the beliefs that people have now or that's out there for death is Mm -hmm. that you don't really die. If you have a near-death experience now, you're actually being transferred to an alternate timeline 
that you didn't die. So say you got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, in our timeline, you died. In another timeline, you didn't die. Your consciousness or your spirit whatever continues in that timeline. So when you told me that premise, that's okay to Mike. I'm like, that'd be cool. If, like, well, it wouldn't be cool, but that'd be interesting if he got hit by the bus or the car, whatever he said, and he died, and his consciousness or his his, his spirit order went to another time where the Beatles didn't exist. I didn't watch the movie, but I'm saying that's what came to mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you want to write the movie, Alan. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'll take a paycheck. What's uh, another band? Uh, band Halen. All right. Uh, we're going to have to brainstorm this right after the episode, <laughs> Alan. Um, and then we'll probably have to make a trip out to Hollywood there. I mean, it's not that far. Just, you know. Yeah. It's a 30 minute. For me, it's, it's far. It's a, thir- it's a 30 mile drive for me. So it'll take like, what, three hours? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a five and a half hour flight for me. Okay, there you go. You'll beat me there. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go through the uh, 105 um, traffic over to the 110. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Tom. Uh, so another movie I saw this weekend is uh, MIB International. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the sequel to the first tri- the first Three Men in Black. Uh, this is starring Chris Hemsworth and well, I'm blanking on her name. Valkyrie, what's her name? I'm blanking out. See you, sorry. Oh God, <laughs> so bad. And I, I was funny because I was saying her name like this, like t- Tessa Thompson. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is uh, this are in the uh, more of the the international branch. It it uh she starts off in New York, uh, mm-hmm. being exposed to extraterrestrials for the first time, and she never gets neuralized. She doesn't get her, her memory wiped as a kid. So she mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. So she knows that aliens are out there. And there's some sort of agency that goes around patrolling and uh, keeping all this stuff secret. So she works her whole life to become the best uh, at weapons, the best computer person, top of her class. And she applies for the CIA, the FBI. Every single time she applied, she's like, you know, I want to be applied to this the branch that watches the stuff that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the one that's upstairs and like stuff like that. And she can never mm-hmm. find out where the men in black are. And then finally she, she does find a, a alien crash site. And that's where she kind of tags along and breaks into the men in black facility. Mm-hmm. Um, she manages to talk herself into becoming, becoming a probationary agent. They send her to London and from London, they go to France. So you get to see a lot of different parts of the world uh, as you follow like the, the journey for this one. Dude, it's so freaking funny, dude. I, I, I don't know why people are hating this movie. I actually enjoy this as much as I did the first Men in Black movie. Mm-hmm. I think it, Men in Black, the first one, takes first place for me because it was new, different. This one comes in second. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't focusing on, oh, look at how weird these aliens are, blah, blah, blah. It was actually like a fun story that just happened to involve aliens. Um, and you'll like it because... Uh, uh, Kamal Nanjiani is one of the voices of the aliens. Oh yeah, the the the, the little t- tiny alien that has like a yeah he, turtle shell on his head. Yeah, so it's an alien race mm-hmm. that resembles chess pieces. So there's the queen, a king, and the pawns. That's all they are. That's the whole race. <laughs> and he's a pawn. It's <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, so I mean, it's funny because he's so sarcastic and funny. Like he's such an He's such a dick to like to Chris Hemsworth's character, but he play, plays it off well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I I enjoyed this movie. I saw some of the bad reviews that were coming out about this, and mm-hmm. most of the stuff is like you can tell that people didn't watch the movie. 
because mm-hmm. they're referencing stuff like, oh, the movie blah 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 went an hour, didn't explain anything. I'm like, no, they explained it, and it's like, oh, this is a terrible reboot. I'm like, it's not a reboot. They're very clear about it's a sequel because <laughs> yeah. there's there's parts in the room like they go into a conference room as she's becoming like a, a probationary agent, mm-hmm. and she sees. Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson's characters saving the saving the world. There's a like a portrait that's made for them. She mm-hmm. turns to the left, and who do you see? It's Will Smith and Tom Lee Jones fighting that giant cockroach in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's clearly a sequel. They reference it several times, and I I dude I I, I like this one. That's all I can say about this. Okay, one. sorry, I, I have to go back to yesterday. <laughs> oh God! Don't tell me uh don't tell me Kamala's in it too. No, 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 no. It, it, it's just a funny thing that I, I, I forgot to mention. So what are the things that was also forgotten and never existed was Coke. So he went to a restaurant and they're like, oh, what would you like to drink? He's like, oh, I'll just have a Coke. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll have a Coke, please. I'm sorry, sir. We do not have Coke. We have Pepsi. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Wait, you guys don't have Coke? So he does a Google search and he's like, oh my God, there's no Coke. So then he, he goes on to a flight. Um, oh, Ed Sheeran's in the movie, by the way. Oh God. He, he, he's, oh, he has I a did, lot of I, screen I, time. I, I did see him on the trailer, yeah. Yeah, he's in it a lot. Like he's probably at least 30% of the movie. Mm. So uh, he got he goes onto the plane and that lady's like, oh yeah, what, are you, what would you like to drink? And he's like, I have a Coke, please. Do you have Coke? And the lady's like, cocaine <laughs> so what's the alternative yeah, for pepsi do they, do they have any alternative or is it just pepsi dominated the world Do- yeah they dominated the world they won the, they won the coke war so it's funny because I, I don't know if it's product placement or not but that's what they had most of the time whenever they talked about yeah, like, maybe. Drink, they would just say pepsi maybe because wasn't this an independent movie <laughs> i guess so maybe yeah. i mean i could easily see them trying to subsidize the movie by by doing product placement yeah. Um, so I'm pulling up on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, okay. So first of all, my rating for Men in Black, I would mm-hmm. give it a three. No, I'm going with solid three. Three, okay. three out of five on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. It's 65 audience scores. Not bad. Yeah, that's that's decent. Anything over 60 percent is watchable at this uh, point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything over 60 would be good. Oh, and I do have to point out that most of the people that are bit giving it bad ratings, uh, at least when, after I went to go see it on Friday, they were not verified tickets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I am happy they're adding that little that little notation there. Um, mm-hmm. There was one. <laughs> I saw. I wish I saved it. There was a woman that said, I hated the movie. I haven't walked out of the movie in such a long time. So boring. Not worth my, wasting my time. Three stars. <laughs> like why did you like what's a one star for you might as well just like put five and just you know make it look all like jacked no, up i know but like you. i'm sorry it, it it sucked you walked out after 20 minutes but you still just give it a three star like what's a one star for you like what, uh, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, just, well, uh, one star when you had to eject the seat and then go straight home it was like so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, I could tell that's a fake. Re- that's a fake review. <laughs> Terrible yeah. movie. I threw up ten minutes in. Uh, made me hate the world. Blah blah blah. Four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's wow. on. Uh, there was another big movie that came out uh, this weekend. What was? All right, it? did you see this? Yes, I did. I saw it on Saturday. Okay. 
Okay. All right, dude. Uh, I'm going to have to say, Toy Story gets me every single time. God damn it. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good. Uh, I was laughing so hard. And, dude, it hits you every single time you watch. Like, okay, first one, not that emotional, but really fun. And it really hits you because watching it as a child, you really appreciate the toys. But then, you know, second one's, you know, a little emotional, but it's a little dark. Third one, so emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't want the movie to end. The third one, it's almost like they they, they just got you on those like old like laundry like reamers and they're just like squeezing mm-hmm. you out like come on, more more feels, more tears. Yeah. This one totally gets you. But at the end of the movie, I felt really satisfied. Okay, so it was an enjoyable movie. The cast mm-hmm. is freaking hilarious. I, I mean mm-hmm. I, I honestly wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. However, totally unnecessary. So I, 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 the more I thought about it, the more I thought Toy Story Four is literally the writers trying to clean up loose ends. Um, I'm sure a lot of people got like wrote in asking why Bo Peep wasn't in Toy Story Three, so they were trying to explain what happened to her, why she was, what happened between her and Toy Story Two and Toy Story Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part is I have a feeling they wanted to end Toy Story Three with one of the toys leaving. And they couldn't because they wanted to wrap it up a certain way. I I don't know. I, I felt like the story was ne- doesn't really fit into the 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 structure they built. It's just kind of like uh. Well, we have Did to you see who the writer was. No, I didn't. I, I want you to check see who the writer is. Steven Spielberg. Because I don't think they were supposed to make uh, Toy Story four at all, but then someone wrote the script, and I think it was so good that you know they had to roll with it so directed by josh cooley oh written by john lassiter oh crap john lassiter (laughs) (laughs) well john i think john was supposed to be working on the movie but he stepped down and and gave it to uh cooley uh so josh cooley also known for what the hell am i clicking on uh inside out up ratatouille uh okay sorry uh look at who did the screenplay the play for the screen mm-hmm. uh andrew stanton keep going there's a couple more Step- stephanie Folsom. keep going that's the ones i have rashida jones oh she's original story by what yeah why was she uh... well that also explains that there's a rashida jones trailer in the movie uh, are we for the movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm guessing what happened was um, they came to her and said, hey, do you have any ideas for Toy Story? And I guess, you know, she kind of worked together with Andrew Stanton about this. And and uh, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the story is pretty good, pretty solid. I, I thought it was very clever that they wrote Bo Peep in like that. I I have a feeling there's gonna be a Toy Story five, and it's gonna be for the lost yeah. the Toy Story five, the lost toys. Mm-hmm. And I I I just seems so much like a money grab. I I can't. It doesn't fit in as nicely as the other three movies. I don't know. I I, I still like the movie. I still enjoy the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And See, I, I think the one thing that they're trying to do is they're trying to be like a bunch of the other movies where they have continuous storylines. And not only that, is it, I think it's because they have a land at Disney World. To keep it so relevant? trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. But it's funny because like this, so many of the, the big names that we know from the original movies, uh, like, like Jesse, uh, um, was it Dolly? Yeah, Dolly, uh, Trixie, the, the Triceratops, Rex, um, Ham, Slinky. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. They're like barely in the movie. They're like, in, I, I, I want to know like their screen time for like 10 minutes total for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they focus on the newer characters, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a waste of like high value talent for that. Like you're paying them this that, that much money, and like they're barely in it. Um, that being said, I, I mean, uh, Ali Mackey, uh, Tony Hale, uh, Keegan uh, Keegan Michael Key, and uh, 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 Jordan Peele, great additions to the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, I freaking love their um, duo. Uh, Ducky, Ducky, uh, and uh, and Bunny. Yeah, dude. I know. So Plush rush. I can't stop laughing. I was laughing so freaking hard, dude. <laughs> My girlfriend thought they really gonna t- like. It was really the, the the them attacking the old lady. Yeah, <laughs> she was oh, okay. F- <laughs> <laughs> no, like <laughs> it's a kids movie. Also, yeah. something that reminded me also about Chucky. <laughs> the, the, uh-huh. like, See, I I think that's one thing about you know this movie and the previous movie is that you know we grew up watching this. So, I I think this movie was meant to be for the people who have been um, keeping up with all of the Toy Stories so far. Yeah. And, you know, for me, watching this, I really appreciate it because I got closure. Like how you said earlier, you know, they, they, they probably wrote it because they wanted to close certain ends. Yeah. I remember in the third one, when they were talking about Bo Peep, or second one, I can't remember. Yeah, third one. Um, where they're like, oh, what happened to Bo Peep? And, you know, he, Woody's like, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, that's something that I always wondered, but they never really talked about. And, yeah, I, I really enjoy- Okay, you know what? <laughs> Seth Rogen is freaking hilarious. <laughs> Towards the very end of the movie when he's like, uh, he's talking about the dad. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about spoilers? We can go to spoilers. It's fine. Yeah. Okay spoilers um yeah where he talks about uh let's uh let's have the dad go to jail oh the freaking unicorn <laughs> yeah and he's like oh he's totally going to jail oh, it's such an a-hole uh um, yeah that's so funny. it just i don't know there are several points in the movie where i was getting frustrated mm-hmm. that it wouldn't end like there was no it kept looping back like i mean it was either fork or woody one of the two kept screwing it up like god damn i just want to leave, leave this antique shop mm-hmm. and like it was going back and forth back and forth and finally, i'm like damn it are they finally leaving oh thank god they're finally leaving mm-hmm. um i mean the movie's less than two hours long and it felt longer than that for me um uh what do you think about the the character uh forky forky was less annoying than i thought he would be mm-hmm. he actually became very very lovable um mm-hmm. <laughs> also i will give credit pixar is probably one of the few animation companies that can make a scene of two toy, two characters walking, just no dialogue for like good thirty seconds, and it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like just Woody walking 
walking towards the camera with an annoying, annoyed AF look on his face. And Forky <laughs> waddling, 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 drag, waddle, 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 drag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's freaking hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Forky's lovable. Um, although my, and my girlfriend now has a neat nickname for me. Uh, can you guess which character she named me after? Oh no way! Uh, is it one of those GI Joe dudes? No, those. Oh, those oh, okay. Like, good, good job, bro. Way to hang up tough there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, giggle McDimples. Uh. Oh. <laughs> she goes, "You're giggle oh. McDimples." I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this: Did you stick around to the very last part of the movie? Uh, like before the credits. To where credits? the movie stopped playing. Like, like, like before the credits. Credits started. After. Oh no! Not the very no. Okay, so uh, you remember that scene where uh one of those GI Joe guys were like high fiving, mm-hmm. and then there's one that didn't get the high five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at the very end of the um the whole entire movie, towards at the very very end of the film reel. Uh, you know the Pixar logo, right? Mm-hmm. Where the uh, lamp comes out yeah. and then jumps on the thing, yeah. jumps on the eye. So instead of the lamp coming out, it's Duke Kaboom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So he comes out and he's like driving, and then he jumps on the the um, the eye, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Duke Kaboom!" Uh, uh. And then uh, you see the GI Joe comes out. He's like, "High five!" And then he gives his high five. So he got his high five at the end of the movie. He finally gets his high five. Uh, also, yeah. another Keanu movie. There you go. Yeah, another Keanu movie. Another Ke- two two Keanu references, two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's like everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised he's in, he's in our next episode. I I hope not. <laughs> we'll see. All right, that's on. Uh, what would you rate Toy Story? Uh dude, I really enjoyed it. I I would give it a, uh, a four point. Two. I'll meet you there. I think four point two. It's a. It's fair. Uh, I mm-hmm. again. I stick. I stick with my my thoughts that it was totally unnecessary. However, mm-hmm. it was very funny, and I. I mm-hmm. There are very few moments that I wasn't laughing or getting the feels from. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, Anton. Anything else before we start wrapping nope, up? I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. All right. If people want to keep us rolling along the way Pixar keeps toys toy story running along, how can I do that? They can do that by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, maybe buy a sticker, a t-shirt, yeah. or maybe a hat. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, and if there was something that we talked about on the show that is on our show notes, Instagram or anywhere that has a Amazon link, it gives us a little kickback if anything that is purchased through those links. Yeah. All right. People can also follow us on social media. At the 2OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Are, am I totally wrong about Toy Story? Is Anton totally wrong about me talking too much about Keanu? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcaster app uh, Apple, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the fun ones. Um, yep. Give us a five star thumbs up, whatever rating system it is. All right, today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash the 2OC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, 
and you use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What was that book that you were talking about? Good Almonds uh, oh, writer? Good, good Almonds. <laughs> oh, Neil, Ga- o- Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Uh, let's see what other books he has here. Uh, he has American Gods, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never Wear. And you're correct, uh, Coraline. Yeah. And also Stardust. Isn't that a movie? Uh, if it was, I think it was a failed movie. Unless it's okay. just a coincidence. Anyways, probably coincidence. Oh, yeah, it, it is a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think uh, um, one of our favorite podcasts or video podcasts, The Totally Rad Show, was raving about this movie. And they said it's probably one of the best movies that really flew past the radar. Let's see. Oh, and he is also the one that directed Kick-Ass and also Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> so I just Googled it and I recognize one of their names. And I think Josias would, would hate us if we don't mention he's also uh, written The Sandman. I think that's, that's, very, oh. that's very popular in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so listen to some Neil Gaiman on that one. Yep. All right, it's on. Uh, I am exhausted. We're wrapping this up. Yep. All right. Uh, for the two OC, I'm Al Flores, and I'm Anton Duan. Have a good one, guys. See you.